My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bundjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Monday the 4th of September. I'm Sam Kozlowski. I'm Zara Seidler. It is a big week for The Daily Oz because this week we officially go from a media company with an Instagram, TikTok, website and podcast to a media company with our very own book. That's right. We shared the news with you a few weeks ago that pre-sales were open. We've been absolutely blown away by the numbers we've seen on those pre-sales. But this week, the book will finally be hitting the shelves at your favourite bookshop. To celebrate, we thought that in today's deep dive, we'd share a little sneak peek into the audiobook of Chapter One and oh my God. talk you through what that process was like. Before we get into that, Sam, what's making headlines this morning? Opposition leader Peter Dutton has said he will hold a referendum on constitutional recognition if the upcoming referendum fails and the coalition wins the next election. The coalition supports the recognition of First Nations people in the constitution, but not the establishment of a constitutionally enshrined voice advisory body. Australian house prices have risen for the sixth consecutive month, according to property data firm CoreLogic. Property values rose by 0.8% in August, with Brisbane, Sydney and Adelaide experiencing the biggest growth. Hobart was the only capital city where property values fell. About 70,000 people are stuck at the Burning Man Festival in Nevada after heavy rain caused flooding across the site. In a statement, festival organisers told participants to conserve food, water and fuel and shelter in a warm, safe space. The festival is scheduled to wrap up today. And the good news, a volleyball game in the US state of Nebraska has set a new world record for the highest attended women's sport match in history. Over 92,000 people watched that volleyball game between the University of Nebraska and Omaha. So we are just super excited to finally get to the week where the little No Silly Questions book that could, the little (laughs) idea in our brains, is actually going to make it into bookshops. We're going to feel it, look at it, sign it when no one's looking. Is that what you're planning on doing in airports or in bookshops, that kind of thing? I mean, you've got to kill time somehow. And you have seen my signature. We actually signed... Um, a few hundred books the other day for Booktopia, and by the end of it, I was writing someone else's name. It was nice to start with Zara and end with Janice. That yeah. was really lovely. <laughs> um, but Gotta do it somehow. It's actually a really exciting week for us. We thought that a nice way to introduce you to the book itself would be to play you a little snippet of the audiobook. And Sam, what was recording an audiobook like for you? So I have half-diagnosed ADHD. I, do you want to talk us through what a half-diagnosed? Casually diagnosed. Okay. The idea of sitting in a, in a small studio box thing. It's really small for reference. It's like a single person booth. And you can't really miss a word. Like yeah. you have to go on each individual word and nail it. Um, took a long time. And took a long time of focusing very hard. Mm. Um, and actually that night I sounded a bit like this. <laughs> Yeah, it was a bit like that. I um, I have a couple of friends who are also publishing books around this time, and I really, really uh, resonated with something that Chanel Contos said, which was that she couldn't stop burping. Mm, interesting. I don't know what it is. One of our listeners can explain that to me, but 
It was a really strange thing to experience. We're going to stop rambling now. Um, you're also going to hear my voice for the next couple of minutes, so I'm especially going to stop rambling. Um, but if you like what you hear and you want to hear more or read more, please go out and buy our book. We're really proud to have it out in the world and we're really thankful for all your support. Without further ado, here is the introduction to No Silly Questions. Hi, we're Zara and Sam, co-founders of The Daily Oz. There are no silly questions. That's where we want to start this news journey with you today, with a very simple fact that any question you have about the news is a good one, a worthy one. And we're going to try really hard to answer your questions in this book. The news shouldn't feel overwhelming. Overwhelming either because you're struggling to understand some of the key ideas that lie behind a recent development. Why should I care about interest rates going up when I don't know why interest rates matter? or because you're reading so much that it's all getting on top of you. The news can, in fact, feel like a space you're meant to be in, a space where it's okay for ideas to develop, to be challenged, and where no question is a silly one. Why are two 20-year-olds telling me how to feel about the news? We hear you mutter from the other side of this book. A very good question, dear listener. Well, the answer to that is that we have been trying, for the past few years, to build a media company that makes everyone feel like the news is for them, even if they're not news people. Building the Daily Oz In 2017, we started the Daily Oz. The mission back then, and the one that still drives us today, was to create a news service that empowers young people to engage with the world around them. For years, we'd heard things like, young people are lazy and they don't realise how good they've got it. Yet, when we were talking to our friends, all in their 20s, the reality was different. Many felt like there was nowhere for them to get information that was clear, concise, and in their language. Importantly, they weren't out buying papers or surfing the web, and there were no news outlets catering to a social first generation. And so, the Daily Oz was born. The antidote to the opinion-first, noisy news cycle. A digestible and bite-sized way to consume news which explain the context behind a story, not just the headline of the day. We weren't trying to make people change their daily routines or consumption habits. Instead, we wanted to meet young people where they were and ensure that accurate and factual news was intercepting people mid-doom scroll. At the beginning, that looked like uploading five news items to Instagram stories every single day, despite both of us working in other jobs. Crucially, the fifth story of every bulletin would be a good news story, ensuring the reader ended each interaction with the news on a positive note. In those early days, though our audience remained very small, they were phenomenally engaged. This was our training ground, where we learnt what young people need from their news, how they best understand complex ideas, what traditional outlets expect them to know, and how an issue moves from being a story for the diehard current affairs consumer to a part of everyday conversations we want to take part in. When the COVID-19 pandemic hit, we knew what to do. We knew we had to bring the same level of clarity to pandemic news as we had to other stories, and that we had to make sense of a seemingly incomprehensible news event for our audience. Rightly or wrongly, the pandemic forced everyone, regardless of their age, socioeconomic status, race or religion, to pay attention to the news. Suddenly, news outlets had the answers about where you could go, who you could see, and what you could do. 
The exponential growth of our audience was a huge responsibility that we didn't take lightly. We wanted to get it right for them, keep them informed with the facts, but also identify when something was noise and not news. It was about towing the line between informing and overwhelming, and it relied on us listening and responding to our audience. Today, that audience has grown considerably, with The Daily Oz reaching over 1 million young Australians every month. We have a daily podcast, newsletter, TikTok, video channel, website, and now a book. Our intention for this book is for it to be the world's best cheat sheet for understanding how the world works. Think of it like a friend in your pocket that you can whip out to explain all the big concepts in life, but in a way that makes sense to you. One challenge with writing the book is the ever-changing nature of news. We know how fast things move, from changes in government and regimes around the world to understanding pandemics, science and technology. We've tried to include explainers that will stay relevant and to which you can refer when you need to brush up on a topic. Part of the problem, and therefore part of the reason we wanted to write this book, is that most of us weren't really taught a lot of this stuff growing up. Unless you took an economic subject at high school or university, it's not easy to understand superannuation, tax, GST, inflation, GDP, interest rates, tariffs or currencies. That's not your fault. But it's a problem that can be fixed by taking time to read explainers on the big questions you might feel silly asking or don't even know how to go about asking. So we hope you can use this book when you're reading a new story about climate change, politics, technology, war or money. Keep it handy and come back to a specific chapter when you need to. For now, make yourself a cup of tea, find yourself a sunny spot. Let's get into all your questions, even the ones you might think are silly. Thanks for joining us on The Daily Oz. If you want to grab a copy of the book, I've put a link in today's show notes. Otherwise, you can head to your favorite real-life bookstore from tomorrow. We'll be back with a normal episode of The Daily Oz tomorrow. Until then, have a great week. Hold up. 